Hey guys, it's Timmy and this is Brustling Unlimited as we are here on the 30th of March 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> I thought tonight's show was a pretty fun show. I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought that there were a lot of good things on tonight's Dynamite. Nothing, if I'm really thinking about it over in my head, Nothing that I can really complain about where I'm like, yeah, that sucked. Well, that was garbage. That was crap. No, honestly, I think everything. Now, there's one thing I am going to criticize in a little bit. But other than that, like the, the one, there's like one thing that I am going to criticize. But really, other than that one thing, I don't think there's really anything else that you know, I thought was so, so bad that it was. I didn't like it or anything. Like there were things on the show where I'm like, eh, I can do without that. But it wasn't like, oh, that sucked. That was bad. You shouldn't have put that on the show. There's one line that they made when they were talking about a wrestler in the company that I do want to address and talk about. So we will talk about it. We'll talk about the whole show because this is our AEW Dynamite review of a pretty good episode of AEW Dynamite, if I do say so myself. But with that, I do have to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can first off help by hitting that donate button down below by donating. Or, or, or you can donate Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, why did my lights not turn on in the back? Let's do this. Bada bing, bada boom. There we go. <clears throat> also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can be like Midwest King just did yesterday and subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you say, I don't really have the money to pay for a subscription, that's fine. Because if you're already paying for Amazon Prime, you take that Prime account. Take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, Prime Gaming, just like Midwest underscore King and New Jeffrey 23. Take that Prime Gaming account, and you can do a couple of things with it. You can claim free games like Madden 22 right now for the next day and a half, actually less than that. For the rest of today and tomorrow, you can claim Madden 22 for free. Also, you get free stuff for games like Madden 22, Grand Theft Auto Online, Fall Guys, Valorant, and so much more. But the one thing they always give you that never changes is one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also remember that one little thing. It doesn't even have to be your Amazon account. It can be anybody's Amazon account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, your cousin, your landlord. Your roommate, you got a roommate that has Amazon Prime? You maybe sometimes use their Amazon Prime to get something shipped to you? Well, link it to your Twitch account. Link it to your Twitch account, and then subscribe right here for no extra cost for Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation in the live chat. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much 
more. But if you say, hey, 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 I could do that, but I don't want to give YouTube any of my money. Well, don't fret. You can get all those same perks by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Excuse me. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy maybe a new game like Elden Ring or Sifu. Maybe an old game like Grand Theft Auto V. <clears throat> and when you go to check out, I'm going to ask you for a creator code. So you say, do you have a creator code? And you do. It's PW Unlimited. It's right here. PW Unlimited. Excuse me. Use that code. It's going to be on the right side of your screen when you're checking out. But it doesn't have to just be on the Epic Store. It can be on your PlayStation, your Xbox, or your Nintendo Switch when you're playing Fortnite or Rocket League. Those games and those launchers will ask you if you have a creator code as well. For a creator you want to support, and you do, it's PW Unlimited. But with that, uh, let's get in and talk about tonight's AEW Dynamite. The show kicks off with CM Punk and Max Caster. And I liked Max Caster's rap tonight. I don't remember the whole rap, but I remember that he made a, a Z-Pack reference. He said, give you a Z-Pack and you'll be shitting your pants. And I go, oh, wow. This man either just remembers from that CM Punk uh, podcast with Colt Cabana, or he did his homework. Jesus. Jesus. But the two ended up opening the show and having a pretty good match. I don't know what's going on with Max Caster, but his shoulder taped up heavily. Heavily. And, well, Punk targeted it early in the match. And then Caster caught a crossbody and hit a backbreaker. Punk eventually came back with a snap suplex. He thought about a GTS, but Caster fought out and hit a Fisherman's Buster for a two. There was a top rope Frankensteiner from Punk that brought Caster down, followed by the rising knee into a bulldog that also got him a two. With the officials back turned, Bowens perched Punk, uh, yeah, perched Punk over the top rope, and Caster landed a coast-to-coast dropkick for a two. He went for the mic drop, but Punk rolled out of the way and hit a straight pile driver. He then put him in the Anaconda device, and Punk picked up the submission victory. So after the match, this was kind of funny, actually, Shivani goes, We all saw what you did after your match last week, Punk, but what was that really alluding to? And he's like, Tony, do you not know what this means? Let's ask the crowd here. Do you know what that means? And as Punk was making his way out to the ring for this match at the top of the show, Excalibur kept saying, Punk wants to go after the title. Punk wants to go after Hangman. Punk wants to be the AW World Champion. That's what Punk talked about here. So he didn't know who'd be the champion when he finally gets his opportunity, whether it would be Adam Cole or he'd be staring down the barrel of some cowboy shit. But before his time in AEW is over, he will be the world champion. But I don't know how soon that's going to come, whether that's going to come on an upcoming episode of Dynamite or they wait. Maybe they wait and do it at the end of May at Double or Nothing in Vegas. <clears throat> so during this match, you can see on the barricade a bunch of these, like, printouts. And Wardlow's picture on them, and apparently Wardlow was banned from the building. In the next segment, MJF and, and FTR backstage, and Mark Sterling's putting up these signs that say, Wardlow is banned. Security, ban him. Don't let him in. 
MJS was asked why Wardlow post why Wardlow why these Wardlow posters were everywhere, and he blew off the question and started talking to FTR. So tonight FTR will be taking on the Gun Club. Next week, Sean Spears will take on Sean Dean, and they should be picking up two big victories right there for the pinnacle. Dax then said, hey, hey, you're our friend, but Wardlow's also our friend. So, yes, we may still side with you, but we will also side with Wardlow, and we don't want to be involved in whatever all this is. MJF goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, back in the day, Wardlow, behind your backs, used to always talk shit about you guys. He goes, and I don't just see you guys as friends either. You're family to me. MJF then said, quote, the pinnacle is always on top. And FTR, they did like the little hand thing. And FTR basically hesitated <clears throat> to agree with MJF. So we're, we're eventually going to get FTR splitting off of the pinnacle as well. Going forward, we have John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. This match was great. I think this was probably my favorite match of the night. I really liked um, Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta as well, but I think I liked this one just a little bit more. So the match starts, and this crowd is going wild with dueling chants for both men, for both John Moxley and Jay Lethal. And I'm like, oh, this is a good crowd right here, I tell you what. But Lethal toyed with Moxley a little bit early on, and Moxley eventually just slapped him right across the face, leading to a forearm exchange. Moxley took Lethal down with a shoulder tackle and a German suplex. He landed 10 punches in the corner, but Lethal pushed Moxley off, crotching him over the top rope. Lethal followed this up with the Tope Suicida ahead of a commercial break. Upon the return, there was a midair collision with both men going for a crossbody that sent them crashing down to the mat. They then had a fast-paced counter exchange leading to Moxley landing a huge lariat. Lethal then came back with a lethal combination for a two. They traded reversals again with Lethal fighting out of the paradigm shift. Moxley countered the lethal injection into a bulldog choke and Lethal countered out of it, hitting a brain buster. He followed this up with the top rope elbow drop for a good near fall. Lethal then went for the figure four, but Moxley cradled him for a two. Moxley then hit the paradigm shift and picked up the victory. After the match, though, which this actually has shocked me a little bit, Moxley walks over to Lethal and extends the hand and the two shake hands. So I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Moxley's showing him a little honor. Uh, Victor Rodriguez, thank you for the super chat donation. I do see your question. Actually, we can talk about that right now. I was going to say we'll talk about it later when Jeff Hardy was on the show, but we can talk about it now. He says, either Jeff hit a swanton bomb really well, or he legitimately hurt himself. I couldn't tell which it looked like it hurt. I didn't notice anything. I'd have to go back and look at the clip. Let's see if I can find it on Twitter really fast. But Jeff, a lot of times, like, dead weights on the swanton. Here we go. I found the clip already. And it looks like it just knocks all the wind out of the people. Yeah, that's the swanton he's been doing for a little bit. Where it's just a really good just front flip. And then he just bounces right down and drops all of his weight on his opponent. And then sells the back. So, I think that was a, uh, an okay, fine swanton. He's kind of been doing it. It reminds me of when RVD would do the frog splash to where he would do the frog splash and land really hard and then immediately sell his gut. 
And I don't know, maybe it's just because Jeff's getting older and it is kind of hurting him a little. But for a little bit now, a couple months, like the last month or so he was in WWE and the few times we've seen him now in AEW, he's been doing this like dead weight style swanton and then sell the back for a quick moment. So I don't know if it's just he's getting older and it is hurting or if it's a fact of it's just a new way for him to do the swanton to change it up a little bit. But I have heard from wrestlers that have taken that move that Jeff Hardy may have the worst swanton in the business to take because he's not a small guy. And when he does it, all of his weight just comes crashing right down on you and always knocks the, the air out of you. As we move forward, a video package aired for Marina Shafir. I showed clips of her on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, basically stating that she is coming to Dynamite. Now, here's the thing. They called her the, un I think it was Unstoppable. Well, give me one second. They called Marina. Someone tweeted or texted me this. Like, why did they say this about Marina if they were going to just put her against Jade? They said she was, yeah, unstoppable. They said Marina Shafir is unstoppable. She's got like five matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. Fast forwarding a little bit, Jade Cargill announced who her next opponent's going to be. At first, she said, the librarian Leva Bates. And then they're like, no, 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 no. It's going to be Marina Shafir. And I go, oh, you just played a hype video calling Marina unstoppable. And we all know she's going to lose to Jade. It's Jade's 30th match. Jade is not going to go, no matter who this is, 29 and 1. Jade is not going 29 and 1. So I, that's the one criticism I have for this show. That they called Marina unstoppable. Because technically she has been on Dark and Dark Elevation. But calling her unstoppable and then telling us like 45 minutes to an hour later. Oh, her first match technically on their main roster, their main show on television. She's facing Jade in Jade's 30th match to go 30-0. and 0. Like, Yeah, she ain't winning that. She ain't winning that. All right, Bubba asks, uh, what is Blackpool Combat Club? It's the faction stable name for John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and William Regal. They, they revealed that last week. They are, they are the Blackpool Combat Club. Basically trying to state that they're like a MMA gym type of stable. They're legit fighters. Next up, we had FTR versus the Gun Club. MJF joined on commentary. Match was not bad. Nothing to to complain about or anything, but it, to me, kind of just felt like a match that went a little too long. The crowd immediately were chanting ass boys, and the Gun Club did not want to hear it. Gun Club, though, got cocky early on, till Cash took down Austin with some arm drags, and then Colton with a chop. With the official distracted, Billy Gunn, though, leveled Cash on the outside, allowing Gun Club to take control ahead of a commercial break. Once back from said break, Cash hit a back suplex, but Colton cut him off from reaching Dax for the tag. He eventually made it to Dax, who came in and took down the gun club with the right hands. A short arm clothesline from Dax got a two. Then the gun club worked together to counter a suplex, but then the cameras kind of cut backstage. Wardlow appeared. They show Wardlow walking in, and I go, so much for telling security not to let this mofo in. 
He destroyed right through the security detail. Get better security. He walked right down the steps towards the ring, but was eventually overwhelmed by around a dozen security members. Why weren't these guys on the door? Well, I mean, you could probably say, well, they were dispersed on the multiple doors. Back in the ring, we get back to the action. Billy got involved again during a convoluted counter sequence. Like, there's too much going on. Trying to see what's going on with Wardlow. They go back in the ring, and they're, like, doing, like, 50 things or whatever. And then FTR hits the big rig and picks up the victory. Cool. After the match, FTR was a little befuddled, I guess you could say, by what went down during their match with Wardlow. MJF kind of tried to come down and calm them out, calm them down. We got a video hyping up the main event of Rampage this week. It'll be Powerhouse Hobbs against Keith Lee on Rampage. They state it's the main event. Then go backstage to Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society. He said that they're the most revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Everyone wants to join, but it's not going to happen. Uh, Daniel Garcia talked about how they took down, they took out um, the Dark Order last week. They future endeavored them. They're going to future endeavor Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston for good. Hager then goes, Yeah, but uh, we, we haven't seen those guys. We're Santana Ortiz, anyways. And he opens up this curtain, and of course, there's Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And I go, Wow, that wasn't predictable. They all start brawling the two groups. Kingston dragged Jericho out onto the stage area and then down to the ring. He sized Jericho up for a spinning back fist, but then Santa, uh, Santana Ortiz set him up for the street sweeper, but Jericho bailed and was saved by his followers. Garcia locked Kingston in the Scorpion Deathlock as Jericho whacked him with the bat. Jericho then whipped Kingston with his belt and hit the Judas effect on him as well. So the JAS do get the advantage. We already talked about the next thing, Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling. They said that, hey, Jade's going to take on Leva Bates. And then they're like, no, never mind. And then Marina Shafir. And Jade did seem a little, you know, wasn't phased by it much. But when he said, hey, she's a legit, like, MMA fighter, Jade was like, excuse me? And they're like, yeah, I'll beat her. I'll be 30, you know. Next up, we have Brian Danielson against uh, Wheeler Yuta with William Regal on commentary. They performed technical chain wrestling to start off this match. Danielson thought the uh, Danielson got the upper hand, but Yuta matched him move for move early on. Danielson laid in some kicks, but Yuta fired out with a running drop kick and put Danielson in a bridging deathlock. Danielson was forced to grab the ropes, leading to the commercial break. Back from said break, they had a reversal exchange, which Yuta actually got the better of, hitting a German suplex bridge for a two. Danielson then came back with a dragon suplex bridge for two of his own. He laid in ground and pound and flipped over in a cattle mutilation, but Yuta reversed into elbows and then a seat belt cradle for a great near fall. Danielson then countered Yuta's next move and leveled him with a Busaku knee. He then spat in Yuta's face, kicked him in the head, and hit him with a gotch-style pile driver before applying a nasty-looking lebel lock to pick up the victory. So again, another great match on this show. I thought this was the second-best match I'm, I'm still sitting saying that Lethal and Moxley had the best match of the night. Video package then hyped up our main event tonight. Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. 
Then we got the Undisputed Elite Championship Celebration. Because, you know, all three of these men stole the titles. But the thing, the thing here, they now got a name. They're no longer just Adam Cole and Red Dragon. They are the Undisputed Elite. They are Undisputed Elite. Adam Cole and Red Dragon came out with the championship belts that they stole. And over the nameplates, they put some tape and their own names. Cole said that Hangman, Jungle Boy, and Luke Source, they're all not here tonight because they're ashamed that we took their titles. And we took them, unlike some who say we stole them. No. They're ours. And we took them. O'Reilly then addressed his, quote, haters, but then forgot what he was going to try and say. He's like, I was going to say something. Wait, what was I going to say? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Fish then said that they're the three baddest dudes in all the company. Cole was about to cut off the celebration when Paige's music hit. He laughed for a second going, he's not here. And then he comes in on a Tesla with bullhorns on the hood. Like an upgraded JBL entrance. He ran down, taking out all three men in the ring. He dispatched O'Reilly and Fish before hitting Cole with a fallaway slam. Paige then set up for the buckshot and the Red Dragon pulled Cole out of the ring. Yet, from behind... They were attacked by Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Eventually, Christian did throw Cole back into the ring, and he avoided a buckshot lariat with the backdrop onto Red Dragon on the outside. So, yeah. Big old brawl. We're eventually going to get the match. We're eventually going to get it. It's eventually going to be, you know, Adam Cole getting another shot at the world title, and eventually, um... Red Dragon getting a shot at the tag titles because, I mean, Bucks, you could say, well, the Bucks, maybe they want another tag, tag title shot. They're busy with FTR right now. So next up in a, I mean, not bad segment, but I could take it or leave it. It was the AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, and they go, and this time, this week, we guarantee her, her segment will not be interrupted. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So she's going on and on about it was a shame what happened last week that she was cut off, but that she's the first ever Mexican-born women's world champion in the history of professional wrestling. She fought and clawed her way to the top to be the face of this division, and now she wants to be the face of all of women's wrestling. I don't know about that one, babe. She said people want her, want to bring her down, but she is the foundation, and the foundation always stands tall and remains. So she will remain a foundation in this company. Rosa then demanded that Nyla Rose talk things out, uh, talk things out with her words instead of fighting. But if she has to fight, they should fight in the ring. And no matter what, I will be there. I mean, it was good that they did this and they didn't have no shenanigans or chicanery like they did last week. I thought that was so bad last week. Your first week as the world champion and you get dogged like that. They make you just look so weak. So it was good that she got to come out here and just talk and do her thing and say what she wanted to say. And no one interrupted. No one tried to beat her down. No one tried to do anything. But at the same time, I take it or leave it. In the back, FTR talked about this coming Friday. Cash said that they'd win the ROH tag team titles on Friday and then the AEW tag titles down the road. 
Jack said that they were tired of waiting for an issue, for a challenge to be issued by the Young Bucks. So instead, they're making the challenge. FTR Young Bucks 2. Let's see who the real greatest tag team of all time is. No Bucks on this show, though. Then, we got it. Big, huge debut. Big, huge debut of a big woman star. Tony Khan sent out a tweet last night saying we'll be getting a huge star debuting tomorrow night on Dynamite, and we did. Bunny comes out. She's waiting to see who her opponent is, and it's none other than Tony Storm. Tony Storm makes her way out to the ring to a great, great reaction from the live crowd, and they also tweet out, hey, Tony Storm is all elite. This was a qualifying match for the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. And the match itself, not too bad. Nothing to really, you know, bunny matches have kind of been hit or miss in AEW. But this one, I guess maybe because she's working with Tony Storm, probably one of not top five best women's wrestlers in the world. <clears throat> this match was not bad at all. It's actually really good. So they wrestled around to start until some uh, misdirection allowed Storm to hit a low drop kick for a two. Bunny avoided a shoulder tackle and kicked Storm through the ropes before hitting a clothesline on the floor, leading to a commercial break. Once back from said break, Storm came back with a lariat, got a thrust kick, and hit her signature headbutt, followed by a hip attack and a big boot. There's a fisherman suplex bridge for a two. Bunny came back with a power slam for a two as well. She landed a thrust kick and a second one for a two. Storm then came back and hit the Storm Zero, won, and qualified to be in the tournament. After the match, crowd was chanting very heavily for her, and she got a little emotional soaking it all in. But yeah, Tony Storm is now officially All Elite. Tony Storm has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Take it however you want. I've seen some people take this very well. I've seen some people take it negatively and dog her, saying, oh, she couldn't hack it in WWE, so she had to quit and go to AEW. I mean, okay. We don't know exactly, like, we know the rumors of what led to her wanting out of WWE, but we don't know the full story. Maybe we will one day, maybe we won't. Maybe that's not for us to ever know. So, but congratulations to Tony Storm for signing and debuting with AEW. Then in the back, we get Nyla Rose. And you see a pattern here? They did the same thing last week. They put three women's segments on the show and basically lump them together. This was all lumped together other than they had the little break with the FTR thing. But it's basically woman segment, woman segment, woman segment. Let's throw it all together. And I wish they would spread the women's stuff out throughout the show, to be honest. <clears throat> but Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero were backstage. They were just yelling. And at one point, the microphone wasn't picking anything up. I don't know what Vicky said, and then Nyla Rose said something about she's she's the real foundation of this woman's division because she's been here since day one, and she deserves the title more. Bitch, you had that belt and lost it. Then you've gotten numerous title shots to try and get it back and haven't got it back. So don't say, you deserve it more than the Thunder Rosa because you've been here longer. Uh-uh, I hate that shit. I hate that stuff. That is so stupid when people go, I've been here longer, so I deserve to be the champion. Hey, how many title matches have you had lost? Just saying. We got lineups for Rampage Dynamite. First off, this week's Rampage will be main evented by Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. 
<clears throat> we also do know that the Young Bucks will take on top flight. There'll be another Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament qualifying match. Jamie Hayter and Sky Blue. Probably Sky Blue picking up that win. Uh, we also do know... Why do I not have... I'm missing something here in my notes. Give me one second. Um... We will hear from Scorpio Sky, Dan Lambert, and Paige Van Zant, And we will also hear from Chris Statlander. As far as Dynamite does go next week, they said we will get both men's and women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament qualifying matches. Plus, the Hardys will take on the Butcher and the Blade in a tables match. Speaking of the Hardys and the Butcher and the Blade, we had Andrade Alidolo against Darby Allen. But before we talk about that, Let's talk about our sponsor, HelloFresh. Click the link in the chat and use my code to get 16 free meals. Use code P-O-G-S-E-3465 to get 16 free meals and three surprise gifts across your six HelloFresh boxes. Plus, free shipping on your first box when you use that link in the chat right now. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from to break you out of your recipe rut. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of quick and easy recipes, including 20-minute meals, easy cleanup, and low-prep options. HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep and less wasted food. Again, use the code P-O-G-S-E-3465 to get up to 16 free meals and three surprise gifts across your six HelloFresh boxes Plus, you get free shipping on that first box when you use the link in the comments below or in the in the uh, live chat right now or the description below. <clears throat> As we move forward, we got our main event. Our, as Mark Henry would say, main event. Andrade versus Darby. Andrade attacked for the bell and dropped Darby face first onto the timekeeper's table. And then sent Darby into the steps and then dropped him into the ringside area. He planted him uh, back first on the overture steps. Back in the ring, the official checked on Darby. He definitely demanded start the dang match. Andrade landed some double knees in the corner and Darby grabbed the ropes to break a count. Andrade continued to dominate through the break. Back from commercial, a code red from Darby bought him some space. He fired up some palm strikes, which Andrade returned. Darby at one point eventually made it to his feet, and he hit a float over stunner for a two. Andrade returned the fire with a backbreaker for a two as well. They fought on the top rope, where Darby hit a ridiculous flipping uh, flipping crucifix bomb that it looked kind of cool, but kind of like what the hell at the same time. He locked on a Fujiwara armbar. Jose, the assistant, tried to run down, but Sting intercepted and beat him down. Butcher and the Blade then ran out and attacked Sting, but Darby took them out with a dive. All this distraction, though, did allow Andrade to hit a buckle spinebuster and pin Darby Allen to pick up the victory. After the match, the AF AHFO, actually, no, it's the AFO now. Not the AHFO, the AFO. Because, you know, there's no more Hardy. The AFO continued their beatdown. And for some reason, Private Party runs out and the crowd cheers. And then they just help beat down Darby and Sting. And I'm like, 
Why are you cheering for private party? We all know they're the heels. But then, baby faces get some help from Matt and Jeff, the Hardy boys. The Hardys run down and send the H the AFO packing. Matt hits a twist of fate, and Jeff hits a swanton on Mark Quinn as the show goes off the air. It was actually, a, it ran over a minute, but hey, it happens sometimes. But yeah, that was Dynamite. Again, we talked about the Jeff Hardy swanton already. It did look a little stiff. Jeff sold it very well. Also, apparently, Seth Rollins basically telling us who he's not facing at WrestleMania. He sent out gifts of Veer Mahan, Mustafa Ali, Shane McMahon, Seth Rollins, and Rob Van Dam. That means, well, he's not facing any of them men. But as far as Dynamite does go, like I said, I thought it was a pretty dang good show. I really did enjoy this two-hour program tonight. But with that, now, you know what I thought? It's time for me to know what you thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite. With that, let's check the polls first. One member also, you could uh, text into 510-906-1341. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 83% liked the show with 17% not liking it, actually. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 63% liked the show. 29.6% thought it was just all right. And 7.4% didn't like tonight's dynamite. And finally, the YouTube poll, 72% liked it. 20% thought it was just all right. And 8% did not like tonight's dynamite. As we move over to the text messages. <clears throat> it says, when is Moxley's contract up with AEW? I don't know per se. If I'm going to... Think, okay, maybe he signed a three-year deal back in 2019, maybe this May, but I don't know, so I'm not actually going to say that with any confidence, so don't quote me on that. Because for all we know, he's already signed an extension or something. I don't know. It says, with the whole MJF news that's been going around, do you have any idea what he's currently being paid? No, I don't know what anybody's being paid in AEW, other than, Bucks, when they first signed, said they were going to make millions. And Cody said he was probably going to be making millions. Other than that, no, I don't know anybody's pay in AEW. I don't think many are making, you know, a lot. Now, maybe a lot compared to, like, work in the indies, yes. Compared to what you can make in WWE, depends on your status there. But I'm not even going to try and predict what maybe MJF could be making because I don't know. I would assume like a Moxley, a Jericho, a Danielson, top tier pay. But an MJF who signed his deal in 2019. I don't, I don't think he's making, I mean, if I'm just spitballing, I don't think he's making more than half a mil. If even, if even that. Uh, says, I think AEW Dynamite did good tonight. Um, AEW not using Jay Lee. Okay, I don't understand the rest of your question. And this person says, uh, do you see them using Tony Storm and AEW? What? Do you see them using Tony Storm and AEW? Well, duh. She's signed, and she's going to be in the Owen tournament. 
Hollisburg says, do you see the Hardys as future AEW World Tag Team Champions? Yes. I think they'll at least get one run with them tag titles. Or says that AEW was good tonight. Got a question, where is Miro? He hasn't been on TV for a while. So I know at one point he was dealing with an injury. Then he was cleared, but they didn't use him. He actually tweeted recently that he's frustrated. And now last I heard, he's doing some sort of television show. He's filming some, hold on. Last I heard he was, yeah, so it was reported that, where was it? Um, Miro tweeted out actually two days ago. Super excited about this upcoming pilot. Living in Brooklyn has definitely opened my eyes about living in a city, walking to a gym and groceries. So according to IMDB, he's actually working on a show for CBS where the synopsis is, quote, follows the recently promoted police captain of East New York, Regina Haywood, Regina Haywood, who leads a diverse group of officers and detectives, some of whom are hesitant to deploy her creative methods of serving and protecting. Now, I don't know how big or small Miro's role in this show is, but yo, the show will be called uh, East New York Cop Show. And on the show will be Richard King, Jimmy Smith, uh, Olivia, Olivia Cardi, Elizabeth Rodriguez, Kevin Frank, uh, Kevin Ranklin, Amanda Warren, C.S. Lee, and others. And this last text message here is about WWE. Is it true WWE TLC is going to be in Saudi Arabia? That's the word going around right now, that the next Saudi show is going to be at the end of September, and it's most likely going to be the TLC event. They didn't do a TLC event last week, or last year. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But we're not done. A little bit later, I'm going to be live. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Kind of playing WW2K22, but not quite playing. We are actually going to simulate some WrestleMania matches and see who this game thinks is going to walk out victorious. Now, I'm only going to do matches of people actually in the game. I'm not going to simulate because you don't know who's created fairly and this and that. So I'm only going to simulate matches with people in the game. And we'll see who 2K22 thinks could be victorious this weekend at WrestleMania. So again, head over to twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We're going to go over and do some WrestleMania simulations on WWE 2K22. With that for now, have a great night, and I'll see you guys in a little bit.